Welcome to America's Commercial Real Estate Show, your source for intel, forecasts, and success strategies. Hello, I'm Michael Ball. Thanks for being with us on one of the radio stations out there on iTunes, YouTube, show website, however you're with us. We appreciate you being with us. This segment is brought to you by BuildOut. If you're a commercial broker, check out buildout.com. You'd be glad you did. Well, today we're talking about associations that matter. Well, that's the name of our show, and it's about commercial real estate associations. And I think it's very important because with these associations, you can get so much networking and education and, and, uh, and just really build your business. But I think what most people kind of can have to consider is, well, which associations should I join? What are the benefits? Is it cost effective? Who should join? And, um, and which one should I join? And then if I join, how can I get more out of them? So we're going to talk to some of the leading national associations around the country, kind of get an idea of why you might want to join to help you make those decisions. And our first association is CCIM. Now, CCIM is, I'd have to admit, is my favorite. I have been a CCIM for many years, so I've personally benefited uh, from being a member. And, uh, and I really recommend it to anyone who's getting in any f type of commercial real estate to become a CCIM, take the core, four core classes at least, and, and try to become a designee. You know, it's uh, education, I think, is one of the big things where people in our industry kind of suffer. They think they can get into it and wing it, figure it, figure it out, mentor it. And if you look at the five buckets of, of training that are skills that you need, one of those big buckets is anal analysis and underwriting. I don't think anyone better does it better around the world than CCIM. Please welcome my guest, is Robin Webb. He is a CCIM, of course, and he's the president of the CCIM Institute. He's joining us on the phone. Robin, thanks for being with us. Michael, thank you. It's good to be with you, and I appreciate your good comments about CCIM. We, of course, are an educational institute and are founded on the fact that we are raising the standards of the industry and raising people to a level of professionalism within the industry that makes them better, that makes the industry better, and serves all of our clients better. Yeah, I mean, and it's such a great job. I can't speak highly enough about the analysis and underwriting. And, you know, like at my shop, I own a, a commercial real estate firm based in Atlanta. We do not let any agents join that are not committed to all the four, four core classes and that haven't at least taken one-on-one -on -one and signed up for it because I want that kind of commitment to client services and to knowledge to, to provide great services. So, Robin, we're talking about my brokers now, but there's a lot of people that are CCIMs and take the education that are not brokers, right? There's no doubt that almost half of our membership uh, are other allied professionals in commercial real estate, their attorneys and CPAs and title company executives and uh, lenders in many cases, you'd be amazed at the number of uh, lending officers there are that have gone through the CSAM education because their banks or their institutions believe that it's the best education to help them understand underwriting. We were originally driven by brokerage, but uh, that's correct. Almost 50% of our members are in allied commercial real estate professions, particularly a number of lenders and institutions that are doing loans in some form uh, are using CCIM training to actually educate their people on how to underwrite commercial real estate. 
Yeah, I think it's fantastic. And I know taking my classes, uh, I got to meet uh, some great people, some uh, analysts and underwriters that uh, at large funds buying lots of large properties. And uh, so it's great for networking. And I think it's also very strong for referrals. I know as a CCIM, I've gotten referrals uh, to help people in the Atlanta metro market from all over the country. And when we look for a broker to help one of our clients somewhere else in the country, CCIM.com is the first place I go because you realize that they've committed, they've spent, they've invested money and time to become good at what they do. It's correct. And networking is one of the key components of the organization. Mm -hmm. Uh, and if you think about it, Michael, it's rare. We have 13,500 people in North America alone uh, from which you can network and you speak the same language you have the same ethics and you've been through the same education. It's a natural network. Yeah. I was uh, working on a transaction with a client and there was another CCIM on the other side of the table. And he said, Michael, uh, you need to do your secret CCIM handshake and you guys get this deal done. <laughs> <laughs> I said, you know, I can't it's tell almost you, that way. I can't <laughs> confirm or deny that there's a secret handshake. Okay. <laughs> So let's talk about the, absolutely not. <laughs> let's talk about the core classes because I get a lot of questions from people asking me about the core four core classes and you know do they have to take them in person? Can they take them online and that sort of thing? Absolutely, uh, always happy to talk about education. Uh, our four core courses are given in a, in a whole variety of formats. The traditional and of course most most well-known is the classroom environment where there are four days in class and then the fifth day is actually a computerized exam that the student takes outside of the classroom. Uh, additionally, there is what's known as blended learning, which we introduced a few years ago. Blended is a mix of classroom and online experiences. For those wanting to do the program online entirely, that's possible. Uh, either in a an instructor-led program, which is called Synchronous, uh, or in a non-instructor-led program, in other words, self-paced. All the core courses can, in fact, be taken in that manner. So there's great flexibility for anyone wanting the education, willing to step up to the rigor of the program. There is an opportunity to earn your CCIM pen. Yeah, that's interesting because I think some people feel that they learn better uh, in a group environment and in, in live, but some people feel like they are better suited to do things online, right? There's, there's no doubt. And, uh, you know, it's interesting. Uh, we hear it from both sides. We typically think, uh, as people that have been in the business a number of years, that all young people want to take courses online. That's not necessarily true. And I've had that expressed loud and clear to me by people who are, in fact, in classrooms saying, we love the networking, we love the opportunity to meet other CCIMs, and we're looking forward to doing business with the people we're meeting. Yeah. Well, let's talk about some of those networking meetings where CCIMs get together from all over the country. Uh, you had one uh, recently in Atlanta. It was fantastic. I was there. So what do you have on the slate for 2018? Atlanta was a phenomenal conference. It was actually the largest conference we've ever had, um, and it was a huge success. Uh, coming up next is on April 8th in Tampa, Florida. We have uh, our mid-year meetings, which operate uh, – Primarily the, the Institute. It's driven more by the business of the Institute, but at the same time, it's a great opportunity to network and to get to know some people. Uh, if you haven't been around in the past, it's a great opportunity to say hello 
uh, and and create an opportunity to do some some networking style business from anywhere in the country or for that matter anywhere in the globe. We now are operating internationally uh, in ten foreign countries. Uh, following that, in 2018, is our large meeting, which we call Thrive, uh, and that's October 7 to 12 uh, in Chicago at the Swiss Hotel. So great opportunities to to get to know a lot of good people and get to meet a lot of people who are doing a lot of business, both as principals and brokers. Well, Thrive sounds really exciting in Chicago. And which hotel is that? It's at the Swiss Hotel Swiss this hotel. year. Okay. Uh, we've done a number of hotels in uh, Chicago, did a meeting at Swiss Hotel a few years ago. It was a huge success, so we're back there looking for great things in 2018. Okay, and I can't let you go without talking about CCIM's website. Um, you know, it, I think the old-timers, we all think of it as a site to do business. What's the latest there? Site to do business is thriving. It continues to get better and better and better, as you may recall. Four of us created that site almost 16 years ago now, which is hard to believe. Um, we continue to enhance it, add new components, uh, new features to it. Uh, it's, uh, it's the number one benefit and from a ratings point of view and our member surveys. goes back time and time and time again as, as the leader. Uh, in addition to that, we have expanded our benefits program to a new affinity program, giving members discounts. Uh, that are everything from travel to uh, overnight shipping to printing and so on. So we've taken the concept behind STDB and expanded it to a lot of really day-to-day practical business things that save you as a CCIM money. Yeah, I think the site is incredible, and I tell everyone that, hey, no matter what you can do in commercial real estate, work on your CCIM designation, take the classes, and use the site to do business. It's really awesome, and you think about the site to do business and what you can do with it. And we don't have time to, to, to share all that today, but l- let me just tell you, it's incredible what you can do and you almost won't believe it. And so um, it's a reason to be a CCIM, to take the classes. It's also a reason to, if you need a service provider, to see if there is a CCIM that is appropriate for you in your market. And you can check that out by going right to the, uh, the website, CCIM.com, right, Robin? Absolutely. There is a find a CCIM button on CCIM.com. Uh, it'll help you locate a broker by market, by discipline, uh, by both, by firm. Uh, a lot of flexibility um, and, and a lot of opportunity to, to, again, get out and do business with a CCIM, whether you're a principal uh, or whether you're a broker or even as a lender getting to meet some people that are, in fact, transacting high volumes of business. That's right. And while there is a lot of bull in real estate, I'll be the only bull you probably find there, right? (laughs) (laughs) I think that's probably true, Michael. (laughs) Robin, sir, thanks for joining us. Uh, Keep up the good work. Thank you. I appreciate your time, and thank you for talking about CCIM. As you know, we all love it. All right, we sure do. Well, uh, stay tuned. We're going to have more on associations that matter. I'm Michael Bull. This is America's Commercial Real Estate Show. Video is powerful. Some of the biggest brands in commercial real estate have trusted us to tell their story. We are Barnes Creative Studios, premier commercial real estate video services. BarnesCreativeStudios.com. With ArborCrowd, you get to invest alongside real estate experts, sponsors who have a successful track record and skin in the game. It's as easy as one, two, three. Learn about the deals, 
make your investment, and grow your financial wealth. Visit arborcrowd.com. Welcome back to America's Commercial Real Estate Show. I'm Michael Bull. Thanks for being with us. Uh, this segment is brought to you by CommercialAgentSuccess.com. If you're an agent looking for commercial training, check it out. Well, today we're talking about associations that matter. And what I mean by that is commercial real estate associations. We all are looking to be productive with our time, productive with our money. Which association should you join? And how can you get more out of being a member of these associations? Well, my next guest is leading a very large, very uh, reputable association has been around a long time. Please welcome Henry Chamberlain. He's president and COO of BOMA. BOMA is the International uh, Building Owners and Managers Association, or I guess the Building Owners and Managers Association International to be picky. Henry, thanks for being with us. Oh, thank you. That's a great introduction. You know, I like to think of us as strategic business partners for our members. So I love the way you introduced us. And yeah, BOMA is a 110-year-old brand going back to 1907 in the Midwest of the country. And we're now 90 associations around the U.S. and Canada, Mexico, and 16 other countries. So a nice big network, but it's been a brand that's been around for a long time. Yeah, it really has. I mean, I, I seem like I started in uh, commercial real estate a long time ago, and the first thing I heard of was BOMA and uh, to teach you how to measure space, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, our floor standards, in fact, they're going global. We're part of an international property measurement standards initiative with over 100 countries using a floor standards as a way of you know, standardizing how you not only measure the building but then account for it because once you agree on a square foot you can then charge for it and do that consistently across markets and the BOMA standard that's now 100 years old uh, has been updated obviously a few times um, it's just a a great part of figuring out the rentable piece of that and uh, it's nice to see us uh, becoming a strategic global business partner, if you will, at the same time. Yeah, so we can all kind of speak the the same language around the country, right? The commercial real estate world has uh, become more global. So, Henry, who are your members at BOMA, and who should become a member? So our members are, of course, owners and some of the investors, but I would say our bread-and-butter members are the managers, the folks who manage portfolios, a uh, typical manager in this day and age with technology uh, will be managing five or seven buildings, a million, a little over square feet, um, obviously leveraging up that mobile workforce. So the management team, all the folks that support that. And then uh, we also have a significant partner community, the, those vendor companies that provide the programs, the services, you know, the emerging technologies, which is a big headache for members now trying to figure out not only what works and how you lock it down against the cyber attacks, but you know, what programs, um, services are going to be around in three, five, ten years in a vastly changing landscape, and which companies are going to survive in the competition. They're, in technology alone, there it's estimated there are 2,500 companies that are hawking their wares, whether it's hardware, software, mobile technology, lighting systems, and all the rest. You know, not all 2,500 are going to survive. So. Yeah. While you're reacting to our changing marketplace, you're also trying to figure out the efficiencies that technology brings and enhances those service levels. So that's a big puzzle, too. So all of that would be within our membership base. 
Yeah, and I like what you mentioned there about the the vendor partners because if you own a building or you manage a building, you're always looking for great vendors. And if you think about it through BOMA, there's a lot of reasons for those vendors to do a great job because if they don't do a great job, if if you're unhappy, uh, some other BOMA members are going to hear about it, right? That's absolutely right. I mean, we have our Toby Awards, our Office Building of the Year Awards, which really highlights the best buildings of the year. And they're always thanking their vendors, whether it is the folks who provide security or maintain the elevators or their customer service module or you name it. Um, it's a critical part of the buildings. That's, that's the service that you're offering, and that's what's what the tenants are reacting to and valuing as they decide to stay and make your building home or look for other space around the market. That's right. I think it's another thing that's real important in commercial real estate, and I'm certainly an advocate of it, is, is training and, and education. And you want to make sure that your managers and your employees, if you're a management company or own a building, that they know what they're doing, right? And uh, BOMA's part of that. That's absolutely right. I mean, I related in ways to the uh, Toby Awards would be our BOMA 360 program, which is really our high-performance uh, building program. We certify buildings. But really what it is is it's a training module. It identifies the things a good property manager should do, whether it's safety, security, working with the tenants, working with the community, all the different things that go into it, benchmarking your performance against other buildings to see whether other folks are more efficient, whether it's on energy, and then how to learn at a BOMA lunch or elsewhere how they did it. Um, the training piece is a big part of it, and we, you know, I've divided up into the entry-level folks looking for basic training. We have the folks in the middle that are looking for foundations information, asset management, the financial piece, and then, of course, the senior folks looking for leadership and those different skills, but also becoming more effective mentors and developing those careers that are going to replace theirs in the future. So training is a huge part of what we do. Yeah. And I think one of the ways that we learn is, is being around the other members, right? So you guys are always having a lot of events. In fact, you've got a very large event coming up in San Antonio, uh, June 25th to uh, 28th. Tell us about that. Yes, our annual conference, we come together. Uh, it's, it's a global conference. We'll bring about 3,000 folks together. Uh, also has a very large trade show. We'll have 300 or so companies there, latest goods and services. But a lot of training there in terms of the financial piece, the asset management piece, managing people, uh, managing tenants, uh, meeting tenant demands. Um, and the marketplace is changing a lot. There, you know, People have heard of the impact of co-working space, the WeWorks out there, or the sharing economy, and people think about Uber and all. But those kinds of trends are really changing the market. And then I always throw out technology over top again because – People really are trying to figure out what's going to work in the future and create value and better service back to the tenants. So a big concentration at our general sessions and a couple of tracks on those things as well. So it's a combination of basic training and career development, but also let's take a look at all the change going on around us and try to figure it out. And the beauty of a group like BOMA is when our members get together, they share everything that's going on, the things that have worked, the things that haven't worked, they really compare notes. Then they go back to their offices and they do business in their marketplace and they compete. Mm -hmm. But when they get together, they share and people learn from each other. And uh, it's a gregarious, fun industry. And I've always felt lucky to be running this organization. Yeah, that, that is great. And you can certainly learn so much uh, from your peers. And, you know, uh, we, we find that with helping people 
sell buildings and we can share with them what their peers and what other people had success doing uh, that's how they want to learn they want to be taught they want to be told to do something right no they don't want to be told they want to say well what's working with other people around right. us All right so one that's of the absolutely right and one of the issues uh with commercial buildings and stuff around the u.s and uh is we're getting some older stock right we're getting some older buildings how can boma help owners and managers uh with that well, some of that, you know, you bring up a great point. I mean, the average private sector building in the U.S. is something over 30 years old. And if you think of a typical building as having the bones to last 50 to 60 years, you know, you've got to figure out what's the next 20, 30 years going to look like. There's a lot of rehabilitation going on on buildings. Um, when you have consolidating space, it's not always uh, going to be converted into another office configuration. People are looking at uh, converting buildings into residential. They're looking at hotels. Um, I mentioned the co-working space. WeWork's buying up some space and reconfiguring it. Uh, right now, you know, the same-day delivery of goods, Amazon making the push into markets. They're rehabilitating some buildings to be point of purchase and distribution centers in the CBDs. So when you come to a BOMA meeting, um, our members within their portfolios are making big changes um, and figuring out how to do that in a way that makes money and matches up to the demographics and the, train, and the trends in their marketplaces. So I, I put us in the category of being a learning laboratory in terms of what works and what people have tried, and a um, great place to learn you know, where the business is going. Yeah, that's helpful. And uh, we're talking with Henry Chamberlain with BOMA. And um, if you're a member of BOMA, Henry, do you get some discounts with some of these vendors? Uh, no, it's, it's, it's an open marketplace, so you, know, you obviously competitively bid all the rest, but uh, people are doing direct business with those companies. What, what we're good at is introducing you to the program services. You can do some comparison shopping because we really do cover the entire landscape, uh, but make your own decisions based on the business you want to do and yeah. the companies you want to partner with. What about uh, resources that uh, you get as a member? So you get a lot of different resources. I would start off with, you know, really the thought leadership piece from our magazine and our and our newsletters and all the rest. Um, you certainly get major discounts on any of our publications, such as I mentioned, the floor standard, which is used. And it's a great document to use in court because it's indisputable in terms of how it's put together. Uh, we have a wonderful database we've been producing a long, long time. Our experience exchange report, which is an income expense study on buildings, um, office, industrial, and medical in all the major markets so you can gauge how you're performing financially. Um, of course, with the education and training we talked about earlier, you get some nice discounts on that as well. And then if you go to our website, www.boma.org, uh, you'll find a lot of those resources from the past archived and available, and some for, some for members only, but uh, we like to be an open marketplace as well. Uh, create the largest menu we can of options for people to take a look at and consider for their own businesses and think of it as marketing. So I'd encourage people to take a look there at you know the landscape, if you will. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up the expense exchange report because I'd forgotten you guys do that. And what a great tool if you uh, own a building or manage a building or maybe you're investing or buying a building to kind of look at the, the expenses and things and kind of see what's out of whack, right? Absolutely. I mean, you know, it's a chart of accounts, which again goes back 100 years because you need to have the basic tools. But 
if you're looking at your energy cost based against the buildings around you in that market and you find that you're three or four cents more a foot, um, you can go find out what other people are doing and make some changes. And the rule of thumb on EER is that if you do go down the operating expense side, identify the areas that you're not outperforming the marketplace and then have those conversations that you can save about two to three percent on your operating expenses every year. So it's significant. It's also a great discipline and a great discussion. And we, when you look, I mentioned our BOMA 360 program, but we mandate that people uh, benchmark their building to the EER. We also uh, demand that they benchmark their building to EPA's Energy Star in Portfolio Manager because if you're going to be an A building and operate in an A way, you've got to be able to compare and then create match it against the best practices in the marketplace. Um, and those are important things to do. And, of course, the, the ER is a big part of our brand as well. Yeah, that's fantastic. Well, Henry, thanks for joining us and uh, uh, being on the show today. I appreciate it. Thank you very much for the opportunity, and happy holidays. Thank you. Well, if you'd like to know more about the uh, benefits of being with BOMA, some of the resources, uh, check them out. Their website is BOMA, B-O-M-A. And stay with us. I'm Michael Bull. We'll have more for you right after this break. This is America's Commercial Real Estate Show. Build Out, the best all-in-one marketing tool for your brokerage. Learn how you can create marketing materials instantly and streamline your property listings process. Visit buildout.com. Check out Valuate, a real estate analysis program that can be easily shared with colleagues online to do what-if analysis. Visit GetValuate.com. That's GetValuate.com. Welcome back to America's Commercial Real Estate Show. I'm Michael Ball. This segment is brought to you by Excelligent, building data everywhere. Visit Excelligent.com. Well, today we're talking about associations that matter. And what I mean by associations that matter are commercial real estate associations. And, you know, for all of us in the industry, we know there's several associations. So which ones should we join and be a member of? Or which ones, plural, should we be involved in? And, you know, what are the benefits? What, what is the networking? What is it like? What's it going to do for, for your career and your enjoyment of life? Well, that's what we're figuring out today. Please welcome my next guest. This is Jim Nyer, and Jim is the 2018 chairman of NAOP. Now, NAOP, interestingly enough, stands for Commercial Real Estate Development Association. And Jim's uh, joining us on Skype today. Jim, thanks for being with us. Glad to be here. Thanks, Michael. So, Jim, to get us started, who are the members of NAOP, if it's a commercial real estate development associations, I guess that some people may think, well, is that all developers and the people that help them? Well, um, so first, NAOP is a 50 years old now, just uh, celebrated uh, that 50th uh, milestone. And it is a organization of 19,000 members across a little over uh, 50 uh, chapters in the U.S. and uh, Canada. The uh, primary members are real estate practitioners, the uh, developers, uh, investors in real estate, and those that support them, attorneys, architects, engineers, environmental, lenders, the list goes on. So it's a, it's a great association of, of all those coming together to advocate for the real estate development industry. I see. And Jim, why should people join or why are there 19,000 members of NAOP? Well, 
there are uh, three primary purposes um, that NAOP uh, serves. Uh, first of all, there is the uh, networking that everyone uh, really benefits from in their local chapter as well as nationally to meet other folks, to learn things, which leads then to the, the second uh, piece, and that is the education. NAOP offers a number of different education programs, including a, uh, multiple certificate programs for uh, real estate development, finance, uh, various aspects. And then the, uh, the last piece is the advocacy for the uh, industry, working at the, uh, the federal, state, and local levels to advance legislation, uh, sound policies that uh, help our members do business uh, better, more profitably. Well, that is so important, and, and thank you for doing that. And uh, let's talk a, a little bit more about the education, because I think that's a big thing in our industry that you know, a lot of people get in our industry, they just aren't really well trained, and they're kind of learning from the seat of their pants. But uh, so it tells you have online training, are there are these classes uh, and their designations? Tell us a little bit more about that. Sure. Uh, there are multiple ways that uh, NAOP offers uh, learnings. There are uh, online classes that are uh, taught live. Uh, they tend to be a, a eight-week, uh, two hours a week uh, session uh, with a little bit of homework in between, uh, but primarily it is a, uh, a course that is uh, taught by members of the industry uh, in their areas of expertise. And uh, then they also have an on-demand uh, program for these to, so that um, the uh, folks can learn uh, at their own pace, uh, at their own time. And then uh, there are a number of live conferences uh, throughout the year. There um, are um, uh, real estate insight programs that uh, vary from time to time to be topical. The most recent one was in Brooklyn on office space, primarily about the um, co-working, which is a hot new uh, thing in, in office. But then coming up in March in Seattle, will have the last mile uh, real estate insights. In addition, there uh, is a uh, ICON, the industrial conference, uh, which goes back and forth between the West Coast and East Coast from year to year. And then there is the uh, real estate converge, which is held uh, in the fall and is a uh, much uh, broader uh, conference that covers the various types of real estate and you know any number of different topics that are uh, current for the day. Yeah, so uh, in addition to that, then I would also add is that the local chapters have uh, uh, educational programs that they conduct of their own. Yeah, and, and if you want to make a note, if you're out there watching or listening, the CRE Converge is October 14th to 16th in Los Angeles, um, and the ICON Industrial Conference is in New Jersey City, New Jersey, June 7th and June 8th, and there's more information uh, on their website if you want to learn more about these conferences. Their website is naop.org, that's N-A-I. OP. So you also have um, research available on this website for members and for the public, right? Yes, we do. We have a, a not-for-profit uh, foundation, the Research Foundation, that is uh, supported primarily by our governors, people that have uh, been very uh, active in our industry and want to pay something forward. Uh, with that. Uh, in addition, uh, their uh, members are asked to uh, make a voluntary donation with their renewals every year. That uh, program uh, endows um, uh, certain research work, and we have a group of um, 
fellows, we call them, from the different real estate universities uh, throughout the U.S. that uh, submit uh, ideas for, uh, for research. We have those fellows also available to um, our different uh, forum groups, which is another networking opportunity uh, for our members um, in a small group, uh, get together once a year, or actually twice a year, to meet with their peers and really talk about uh, items uh, that are important uh, to their uh, particular uh, forum interests. Um, but back to the uh, the research is a you know, wide-ranging amount of uh, topics. There are some forecasts that are done for the industrial and the uh, office market, um, helping people look forward to what the industry will bring. Uh, and I do encourage everyone to, uh, to go on that. That's available to anyone, and it's just a wonderful value add that NAOP offers. Yeah. We're talking with Jim Nyers, 2018 chairman of NAOP. So Jim, what might surprise members who join NAOP or what might current members of NAOP, how might they get more out of membership? Well, um, certainly in uh, uh, all of our members, uh, I think the first reason they join NAOP is for the, uh, the networking. Uh, I know that when I joined in the, uh, the Minnesota chapter uh, about 25 years ago, uh, I was switching over from uh, construction to real estate development and wanted to know more people and it became the uh, just a great way to uh, meet folks and uh, learn more about this new industry I was in. When I moved to uh, Cincinnati, uh, the first thing I did was look up uh, the NAOP chapter uh, to get to know um, all, all the folks uh, in, in there. So uh, clearly there's a lot of uh, NAOP members do business with NAOP members. That's a great benefit uh, for for everyone, and then um, the uh, the education. Um, we we all uh, need to get uh, stay on top of the industry to learn more to advance in our careers, and uh, I think that that is a a, a wonderful uh, a reason. Uh, there are benefits that in uh, in order uh, to uh, membership, um, and. Um, I would uh, request that uh, th those listening, if they're they're interested, reach out to their local chapter or uh, log on to naop.org uh, to see if there's a chapter available. Yeah. Uh, we also have some at-large members as well, those that don't have a chapter uh, in their geography but still see the value of belonging to the uh, national organization. Right. And I think, you know, when the, when the year changes over, I think it's a lot of time where a lot of times people will look at what they're doing and what they're going to do and think about maybe uh, joining uh, new groups, new associations, or maybe, you know, hey, maybe I don't need to be in the, in the one I was in. So if you're a current member of NAOP and you're kind of considering, hey, how can I get more out of NAOP in 2018, what would you say to that? Oh, well, it's absolutely about getting engaged at the uh, local level, uh, showing up to the, uh, the various meetings, uh, talking to people, getting involved in the programs that they have. Um, there, there's no greater way to add value to your career than showing your commitment uh, to the industry, um, volunteering at the, uh, the events that a local chapter has, uh, taking their education courses, and then uh, certainly going to the national uh, different meetings and their education programs. Um, and then um, truly the, uh, the advocacy issue uh, can't be uh, undersold for the value it's adding. Um, you know, the just you know, for example, right now with the tax policy changes going on in Washington, NAP's very much at the table, helping to negotiate 
better uh, tax policy for all of our members. And they can't do that alone. Um, the staff really depends upon the information that they get from our uh, various members to help craft uh, and uh, advocate for the industry. Great. That great association, uh, Jim. Uh, great information. Thanks for joining us today. My, my pleasure. Glad to be here. So if you like more information uh, on, on NAOP, visit naiop.org, naiop.org. And like uh, Jim said, they have some research there that's available for the public. Uh, you can read about their conferences and think about which conferences you might want to plan for 2018. And also check out their education. As many of you uh, listeners and viewers know, I'm into training and education. I have my own company, commercialagentsuccess.com. So I believe we all ought to continue educating ourselves because when we stop doing that, we're getting behind. Stay with us. We'll have more on associations that matter. I'm Michael Bull. This is America's Commercial Real Estate Show. Are you looking to buy, sell, or lease commercial real estate? You're invited to contact Bull Realty for customized asset and occupancy solutions. Call 404-876-1640 or visit bullrealty.com. Would you like access to invest in institutional quality commercial real estate with experienced sponsors with small amounts of money? Of course you would. Visit realcrowd.com. Choose between core, core plus, value add, or opportunistic. Visit realcrowd.com. Are you a real estate agent? Hi, this is Michael Bull. Would you like consistent high income? Would you like to be the top producer in your office? Would you like to be known as the go-to broker in your market? Well, I have something for you. Visit CommercialAgentSuccess.com. Welcome back to America's Commercial Real Estate Show. I'm Michael Ball. This segment is brought to you by Build Out. If you're a commercial brokerage shop, check out buildout.com. The name of our show today is Associations That Matter. And look, it's real important to take advantage of the great associations we have uh, around the world uh, for commercial real estate practitioners. And my next guest is uh, Dale Markward. And Dale is president of SIOR. That's the Society of Industrial and Office Realtors. Dale is joining us on Skype. Dale, thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me, Mike. I appreciate it. So, Dell, uh, tell our viewers and listeners, Mike, most people are familiar uh, with SIOR, but for the ones who are not, just briefly, what is it? What, or, what do you guys do? <laughs> the society was created back in 1941 uh, as part of a war effort to find buildings for, uh, for the U.S. effort to build munitions. And over the last 75 years of history, it's been growing as the premium brokerage group around the world for commercial office and industrial real estate agents. Great. And how many members and where are your members? Well, we have a total of 3,200 members, about 2,900 are designees, and then another 300 are associates, the developers and the bankers and title agents that work with us. Uh, we're currently all over the world. We're in 36 countries. And uh, it was only about uh, 10, 12 years ago, we only were in seven or eight countries, and we've grown it up to 36 countries around the world. Wow. Uh, the greatest proportion of our membership is here in the United States, but uh, we're slowly but surely taking more and more pieces of the world and adding adding members. 
And who are your members? Uh, they're really commercial real estate agents, both in large and small firms across the country. Uh, we have, uh, you know, when you talk about the CBREs and the JLLs we have, uh, and Colliers, we have a large proportion of our members, about uh, 55, 58% of our members come from those large firms. The rest of the membership in the 40, 40% are, are smaller and boutique firms around the country independents. So what are the benefits? Why should somebody be a member? Uh, you know, the number one thing we've learned in SIOR is the networking and uh, the, the ability to work with each other for information on what's going on in the marketplace. Um, yes, if you're in one of the big firms, you have access to marketing, you have access to each other inside those offices, but there's so much more happening around the world and around the country that the rest of us get together and we begin to share ideas and best practices and ethics. And, uh, you know, we just learned as you get an SIOR, there's another deal waiting right, right, right around the corner from our members every time we get together for our conferences. Right. And speaking of conferences and around the corner, you have a big one coming up in Austin, April 11th and 14th. Uh, tell us about that. Uh, every year we run two conferences uh, in the U.S., and uh, we've been doing that for a long time. I, I like to say that our members are kind of uh, conference junkies because out of the 3,000 members we have, we get between 800 and 1,000 of our members to show up at each conference, which wow. is a remarkably high percentage. Um, so we just uh, finished the Chicago conference, which was a resounding success. 950 people came. This is the first time we're going to go to Austin, Texas. And a lot of buzz about that. We uh, we did Nashville a few years back, and it was the first time we tried Nashville. There was a little bit of uh, nervousness about how many would show up. We ended up with almost 1,100 people coming to Nashville, so it was a huge success. Um, mm. This year, in addition to Austin, Texas, uh, in June, uh, June 27th to the 29th, we're having our second international conference in Warsaw, Poland also. Wow. We have uh, uh, 65 European members, and those members are helping to put together a great program in Warsaw. So this year is going to be a three-conference year for SIOR on the, uh, on the large scale. And in addition to that, we have multiple regional conferences, Southeast Conference, we've had a Midwest Conference, and that's where multiple chapters and developers come together within a large area within the U.S. Yeah, that's fantastic. I'd, I'd like to see you guys in uh, Austin in April. Tell us about the SIOR Index, because this is a pretty cool feature, pretty cool thing you guys do. Um, Mike, I have to tell you, I have, I've only begun working on that index. Over the last two years, We've been putting together more information for the market. One of the things that we at SIOR have been trying to do is figure out how do we maintain high relevance within the marketplace? Again, because a lot of the large firms do the statistical analysis around the country. Um, SIOR doesn't need to do that work. What we need to do is we need to be able to put together the information that everybody else is pulling together, and we need to put the best thought leadership and where the market's going from there. So that's what SAOR is starting to move towards more and more, is that we are explaining to our customers, to the developers, and everybody else out there that, uh, that uses commercial real estate, we're explaining to them, using all the statistics and indexes, where's, where's the world going with commercial real estate? Yeah, and I like your, your index. I mean, if you, you tell by the score, are we in a, a well-balanced market? Or are we in a weak market, right? Well, right now we're in a in a strong market and we are pretty well balanced, right? You know, the biggest I think what we're seeing happen 
slowly but surely is supply is becoming more and more difficult. Um, many of the industrial markets right now are running at two and three percent vacancy, which is historical low. So, you know, if you take a look at our indexes, depending on what cities you are within the United States, you're looking at a very, very strong landlord market and people are having to build new buildings. And we're not overbuilding because as things get built, they get leased. So our, our uh, vacancy rates have been staying down around uh, two, three, four percent on the industrial side. Yeah. Yeah. The industrial brokers and, uh, and developers are uh, have big smiles on their faces right now. It's, a, it's, it's about time. So you think about for years, uh, sometimes they've had it tough. Now, one of the resources I think it's really cool that you guys have, and I'm curious how, how long this has been out, is the CRE Resource Center. Right. Tell us about that. Well, we just we literally just put that out last year. That's another piece of SIOR that we're taking information and we're beginning to library and catalog it inside SIOR. Much of the information is available open public. Some of it's available to SIRs only. Basically, we're taking the data from around the country or around the world, and we're bringing it in-house. We're also providing some of our brokers, say, uh, uh, examples of contracts and documents, because everybody does it a little bit different. But sometimes you walk in a room and you say, uh, boy, I wish I had a good agency agreement for this particular instance. Well, SIOR is taking some of that information and we're putting a library together of all that information to help our members uh, uh, use it for their current business. Yeah, and I like the, uh, the the categories in the resource center, CRM, you know, lease management, marketing, research, property management, listing tools. So, you know, folks can kind of go there and, and kind of see what kind of tools are there, right? That's correct. And, and we're just beginning to populate it. So it's, it's had a nice population already, but we're beginning to populate it. And it's coming through our members and from some of our other outside sources like the colleges, the universities. Um, we're, we're partnering with others, the SIR Foundation, and we're putting the information in the CRE uh, index and, and, and putting it together for everybody to utilize. That's great. Well, Dale, what would be uh, your final comment that uh, viewers and listeners around the country should think about maybe to, if they are looking for a broker to consider using an SOR, or if they are an agent or broker, consider enjoying it and being active in the group? Well, I got to tell you, what I told people is I've been in the business for 20 years at SIOR, and it has been one of the best business decisions I ever made because I have made more friends and glean more knowledge about our industry from the other SIORs. And it's the number one reason for people to join. Uh, you know, you can be a broker doing very well for yourself outside there, but there's more to be had both to give back to the industry and to learn from the other members in our industry by getting an SIOR. That's perfect. Well, Dell, thanks for the information uh, about SIOR and thanks for being on the show. Mike, I really appreciate the time. Thanks very much. And thanks for joining us on the uh, radio stations, on the uh, Podomatic, on iTunes, on YouTube, the show website. However you're watching or listening, we sure appreciate you being with us. And until next week, be sure that you always lead, learn, and laugh, and join us for America's Commercial Real Estate Show. America's Commercial Real Estate Show is brought to you by Bull Realty, Asset and Occupancy Solutions, Arbor Crowd. Invest alongside real estate experts. Get Valuate, online investment analysis. CommercialAgentSuccess.com. Better serve clients, earn more commissions. Build Out, marketing for your brokerage. Real Crowd, crowdfunding with the professionals. For more information on these great companies, visit CREshow.com. And you're invited to subscribe to the show on YouTube and iTunes and connect with us on your favorite social media.